Hey there, all you pro-gun bullies and magnum-packing patriots. You're watching the Tap Rack Bang Show, episode 14. I'm Ryan Frazier, riding shotgun. With me, as always, is the Tactical Tackle, Tyler Witzke. How you doing, Tyler? I'm hella ecstatic today. I'm fired up, still pissed off about Louisiana, but we will get to that later. You bet. We invite all of you pro-gun bullies tuning in to go and hit that like button if you want to give David Chipman a noogie. Hit the subscribe button if you want to give Chuck Schumer a good old-fashioned wet willy. And go ahead and ring that Liberty Bell to give Joe Biden just a gnarly old swirly. Yeah. Do it. Do it Be now. a pro-gun bully. Do it now. Help the show, the show grow and share it with your friends. But let's go ahead and dive right into t-shirt time. It's t-shirt time. And we're a little bummed out because I thought y'all would have gotten last week's, but no one in the comments section got this question right. The question was, what firearm did the M14 beat out when it was in the trial phase to become the main service rifle for the U.S. military? couple people said the M1, but that's what it replaced, but it's not what it beat out. The correct answer was the FNFAL. Yep. That's right. They went head-to-head, -head and the folks in the U.S. military chose the M14. Comment below if you think that was a good choice or a bad choice. But this week for T-shirt time, we got a new question for you. Hopefully, if someone in the comments below in YouTube's gets this one answered correctly without cheating and Googling, we're on the honor system as always. We're going to send you a dope-ass NAGR T-shirt. So the question for this week is... What was the very first constitutional carry state? We've got dozens of them at this point. I think we're at 21. Yep. But what was the first state? And I'll even give you a hint. No legislation was needed to make it happen in this state. Comment below. First one to comment right gets a free T-shirt mailed directly to you. Yep. And right. uh, before we get started in the bullet points... We want to tell you, go visit all the links down in the description, please. Do it. You can get a free sticker if you do so. So get one of those. Yeah. Um, there's a link to become a frontline defender. Um, you also get a free flag if you sign up today. And nice. uh, go visit our uh, foundation website, our legal arm, who helps out with court cases, defending gun owners in the courts. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think that's about it. Yeah. So, so do all those things. We're going to dive right into what's the news in the gun world. We call it the bullet points. As you all know, we've been battling David Chipman, trying to keep him out of the ATF for weeks now. And if you've been paying attention to the news, you haven't heard a lot about David Chipman. There's not a lot of movement, which is only a good sign. What do you think about that, Tyler? Yeah, I think uh, it's obvious that the pressure is building on because the of senators. you people because of you. Yeah. But uh, obviously the pressure is building on not only the U.S. senators, but even the Biden administration. And uh, it's going to happen, I think, I don't know, next few months maybe they'll pull the pull the nomination, kind of like what they did with Canterbury. Yep. And, uh, again, that was thanks to you guys. Yeah. Who the, but the fight's not over, but things are looking good, and this is huge because this is – a gun control initiative that Biden thought that he could sneak by because obviously with the filibuster on normal legislation, it would take 60 votes. Chipman only needs 51 votes exactly. and they still can't, they, they aren't getting it done, which is I think hilarious it's, and spectacular. And it's awesome to just keep racking up right. wins and watch sleepy Joe just get more and more crotchety about constantly getting his ass kicked by the pro gun bully nation. Yeah. And, we can't stress it enough. It's literally because of you guys yeah. that 
are making a huge stink mm-hmm. about it because obviously we can sit here and whine all we want, but that's only a few people in Colorado, whereas we got a bunch, millions of gun owners nationwide who just absolutely hate this guy. He's ugly as hell. <laughs> He's a piece of crap. He, he is hates gun-, gun owners. For those people who were first-time gun owners, secure that gun locked and unloaded. Only bring that out. If the zombies start to appear. He's a gun control control shill. With respect to the AR-15, on I support a ban. Who actually works for the gun control lobby. Mm-hmm. So, obviously, keep the pressure up. You guys are doing amazing in that front. So Absolutely. Yeah. And moving along, we're still pissed off. I'm pissed. About Louisiana, for those of you who aren't aware, Louisiana had the opportunity this year to become the sixth constitutional carry state to be passed in 2021. A bill was sent to the governor who we knew was going to veto it. He did. They had veto-proof majorities. All they had to do was hold a veto override session, and you know, if the same votes held up, we'd be celebrating constitutional carry in Louisiana. They held the session, unfortunately. Five spineless senators chose to hand in their man cards and back down. They had voted right the first time, but they betrayed gun owners and they sold out gun owners in Louisiana and chose to side with leadership, with Gun Control Inc., with Governor Edwards and bail on constitutional carry. And we are freaking pissed off about it. Royally pissed. And we thought a good idea for these five senators who betrayed gun owners was to send them a little care package. So each of these five senators who flipped their vote from pro-gun to anti-gun will be getting a little care package from the Tap Rack Bang podcast from me, Tyler, and from all of you. And like we said, they opted to hand in their man cards because they have no cojones. So since they did that, we wanted to provide them with some feminine hygiene products to you know, help them moving forward. Press check on Vegiclean, aisle five. I repeat, press check on Vegiclean, aisle five. That's Vegiclean. Yeah, um, since since, uh, we have uh, revoked their man card, so to say. Yeah, and and we wrote them a personalized letter to each of them, and we're going to talk more about each of them specifically in our interview we're about to have with Brendan Boudreaux, but I want to read you the letter from Tyler, myself, and from all of you that each of these senators will be receiving in the mail in just a few days. So dear Senator so-and-so, we are writing this letter on behalf of gun owners nationwide who are outraged to hear that you voted to kill Senate Bill 118, constitutional carry, during the July 21st veto override session. Your decision to deny constitutional carry rights to millions of law-abiding Louisianans was especially troubling since you had previously voted for this pro-gun bill during the regular legislative session. Now that it is abundantly clear that your vote is for sale and that the oath you swore to the Constitution is less important to you than earning political brownie points with government leadership and anti-gun bureaucrats, we have no choice but to officially revoke your man card. To make this transition into this new post-manhood chapter of your life as comfortable as possible, we have enclosed a gift that we hope will serve you well. Yours truly, Ryan Frazier and Tyler Witzke. So these five senators will be receiving this in the mail very, very soon. 
And we hope we hope it helps them and makes them nice and comfortable yeah. as they live the rest of their lives without their man cards. So we're going to have fun sending that off to these senators. But to talk more about the debacle that took place in Louisiana last week, we're bringing Brendan Brudreau, the director of field operations for the National Association for Gun Rights, back to the Taprak Bane podcast to really dive in deep and explain what the hell went on in Baton Rouge. Stay tuned. Ladies and gentlemen, we are joined by Brendan Boudreau, the Director of Field Operations for the National Association for Gun Rights. Thank you for joining the show again, Brendan. Good to see you guys again. Thank you. Um, so we'll just dive right into it. Why don't you give the viewers a rundown of what went down during this veto override session in Louisiana the other day? Yeah, sure. So, you know, we've been, I think maybe the last time I was on here, we we're talking about how Governor John Bell Edwards had promised to veto constitutional carry. And then, of course, he followed through on his his promised veto. And, uh, you know, over the last uh, month or so, we were we were gearing up our members to to first of all, to get the veto override session to happen. Uh, it could have been canceled if, uh, if a majority in either the House or the Senate said we don't want to have it. Uh, thankfully, because the outpouring of, of grassroots anger on our issue and a couple other issues that that the governor had vetoed. And, and really, it was constitutional carry that was the catalyst that forced the, uh, the the legislature to hold the veto override session. I mean, Republican leadership in both the House and the Senate didn't want to do this, um, but they they realized that if they just outright canceled it, they're going to have their bacon cooked by the grassroots. Oh, yeah. Um, so it was uh, July 15th. It was official. Uh, officially announced that the veto override session happened. Uh, it was nearly a party line vote on whether or not the veto override session should happen. There was one Republican in the House, Joe Stagney, voting to cancel it. Uh, he voted wrong on constitutional carry, uh, constitutional carry and a myriad of other issues, uh, conservative issues, too. Uh, one Democrat did cross over and vote to uh, did not vote to cancel. Uh, Representative Thompson, who voted for constitutional carry as well. So at least there's a couple couple of good guys there or a good guy. And then of course the Republican turncoat. Um, so 15th rolls around uh, the, the veto override session is announced. It, it's scheduled to take place 40 days at the adjournment of the regular session, which happens to be the next Tuesday. Uh, so last Tuesday, which was uh, boy, uh, the 21st. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, with the constitutional carry bill being a Senate bill, Senate bill 118, it started in the Senate. Um, and we had our we had our members heavily involved uh, in this, um, you know, getting getting them involved, calling their senators, telling them to, to to vote to override the governor's veto. And it seemed like things were in good shape. You know, the bill passed 27 to 11. Um, that's a veto proof majority. It passed the House with veto proof majorities. Um, the Democrat, the Republicans even had a, a, a vote or two to spare. Um, all they had to do is get all the Republicans to vote. We thought we had more problems in the house where the Republicans don't have a, a super majority. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then the rumor started coming out about state Senator Ronnie Johns, who, uh, you know, I'm not going to doubt, you know, call into question whether or not he actually needed a knee surgery. The timing of it is, is extremely suspect considering that the legislature knew that there was a possible veto override session and they knew when it was going to happen. Yep. 40 days. The constitution <laughs> says it when it's going to happen. Come on! 40 days at the adjournment of the legislature uh, regular session. Now, you know, uh, we have the National Association for Gun Rights have a way of making history. 
uh, and, and state legislatures, seeing weird things happen that you've never seen before. And actually, the veto override session was the first time in, in, in state history that this has actually happened. Um, so that's that's a big deal. But still, then the details come out about how he's soon going to be accepting a, a nomination for the state gaming board from Governor Bo- John, uh, John Bell Edwards. And the, the pieces start coming together. Like we're, we're not fools, yep. you know, there, there are some shenanigans afoot. Um, and then of course, Ronnie Johns conveniently is, is not gone. So we're down one vote. Then, then uh, rumors start coming out about Patrick Connick, uh, another Republican state Senator who, uh, uh, according to uh, an online gun blog um, was, was being bought off by John Bell Edwards for uh, infrastructure projects in his district. Now he, he flat out denied this on the floor, of the Senate as he was, you know, explaining away his vote and, and such. But look again, what changed the vote all of a sudden you, you, you claim all this concern about law enforcement, but that wasn't there during the regular session. Now all of a sudden you have a change of heart and we're supposed to believe that it was, you know, only because you're concerned about law enforcement, what we, what we call hogwash oh, yeah. on that. Um, you know, so that's, that's uh, number two. Then you had uh, Franklin Foyle and Louis Bernard, who uh, Louis Bernard got up and again, you know, pontificated about his concerns about law enforcement, uh, even though there were law enforcement officials that came out on both sides that said, I support it. I oppose yeah. it. Um, you know, I, I've got law enforcement in my family. Sure. My family supports constitutional carry. Uh, the rank and file typically do. Um, so that this is just a constant you know, issue that the Republicans who want to vote anti-gun will find any excuse to. But Bernard and Franklin both voted for the bill originally. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, oh, well, you know, we, we can't do it anymore. Um, and then uh, state senator, Democrat state senator Gary Smith was the finally one, final one who changed his vote. Um, he was the chairman of the committee that saw constitutional carry pass through. He voted for it. Um, he's always feigned to be a you know, to be a pro-gun Democrat. But then he actually gets up to to announce his voting against it. He doesn't even bother to explain why he changed his vote. Jeez. It was like he was against it the entire time. Yeah. Uh, you know, so for some of these jokers, it's clearly it was politics. They didn't expect the veto override session to actually happen. Mm-hmm. They expected John Bell Edwards to veto the bill, and then they get to have their cake and eat it too. Yeah. Uh, but thankfully, because of the grassroots, we forced the veto override session and we exposed these these turncoats. Uh, and, and now we're, we're going to be holding them to account in the Senate for for those votes. Um, you know, it, uh, it 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 should be uh, should be interesting how it turns out. Uh, you know, we've got G- Gary Smith is term limited. Um, you know, there are rumors going around. There might be an attempt to recall him before <laughs> the end of his term, which I think would be perfectly fitting, especially oh, yeah. considering that he's considering a run for governor. <laughs> Could have happened to a better guy. Oh, yeah. Um, to, to sink his his uh, his political career. Um, but, you know, what's interesting is that I even I spoke with grassroots activists in Louisiana. I mean, Ronnie Johns, uh, rumor has it that his wife basically told him that he sank his legacy by deciding <laughs> to not show up for the veto override session. Wow. Yep. Um, you know, and, and really, yeah, we're upset that the bill died, um, but we got a lot farther than we expected. Yeah. Um, you know, getting this vote in the Senate that we did. So, yeah, definitely. Um, I had a question about Ronnie Johns, but maybe we can expand that a little bit further. Cause you already touched on it. Um, it seems like those who voted against the bill after initially voting for it, it seems like the governor was trying to pull a little, some favors for them. You know, their votes are up for sale oh, yeah. now. Um, yeah. And, uh, I just, 
Could you expand on that at all? Or I mean, it, it's pretty <laughs> yeah. plain and plain and simple. It's like House of Cards level corruption. Yeah, right. I mean, Louisiana has a long history of being one of the most corrupt states in the union. But of course, nobody believes it, and nobody ever will, because that's how good we are. Um, I mean, you can you can just look back over the last century, and and just how corrupt their politics are. And it's fitting. <laughs> That Louisiana is basically one giant swamp. <laughs> um, you know, and and don't get me wrong, I don't I don't mean that in a derogatory way. The the state is beautiful. I love the food down there. Oh yeah. Um, you know, and and my last name Boudreaux. <laughs> I've got some kin down there. So, um, but the politicians are are definitely swamp creatures. I mean, John Bell Edwards was brazenly bragging about him using political promises to buy off votes. Right. You know, so so any any Republican or Democrat for that matter who changed their votes. Their honesty and their integrity, there's no question but to call into question what what happened behind closed doors. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I, I don't know how else, because I'm sorry, the idea that, well, I'm, I'm voting against this for law enforcement. Well, then law enforcement shouldn't trust you either yep. because you changed your vote <laughs> when it was politically expedient. So, you know, again, it comes down to they're trying to have their cake and eat it, too. And they didn't think they'd get caught. Yep. Well, they, they definitely got caught, and I was going to ask you, do you think uh, NAGR is going to give any leeway to some of these people who may try and claim that voting against even holding the session was calling it a procedural vote or anything like that? Do you think they'll get cover oh, for oh that? Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> no, and, and uh, yeah, I mean, over in the House, you know, it was, it was, like I said, it was a nearly party-line vote. Yep. Um, but you had, um, hold on a second, let me see, one, two, three, four, five, six Democrats who voted for constitutional carry, who then voted to cancel the session. Yep. Sounds like a vote against constitutional carry to me. Well, and, and there was one of them who's like, well, don't count my vote uh, for canceling <laughs> the veto override session as a vote against uh, the bills that I originally supported. I'm like, sorry, that's not how that yep. works. It's just an invitation to count it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, for, for, those, for those six Democrats, and I, I'm going to name them, um, Matt Cormier, uh, Jeremy Lacombe, Chad Brown, Travis Johnson, Melinda White, and Robbie Carter. All these Democrats, many of them are in districts that Donald Trump won. Um, you know, and the same thing over in the uh, over in the Senate too. You know, Trump won uh, Louisiana by a wide margin. Mm -hmm. It's not even close. And frankly, you know, the, this uh, these votes on this issue and others are are all are all but assuring that Democrats are going to get wiped out in Louisiana. It's because of, of the anti-gun fervor of the national party it's forcing the the state party further to the left yep. that i mean I, I saw this in west virginia uh during the 2014 election cycle democrats nearly had super majorities in both the house and the senate um before the 2014 election cycle and it, it switched to nearly uh, in, the, in the house republicans nearly had a super majority and republicans took a two-seat majority in the senate and guns, National Association for Gun Rights, played a big part in that because you had the, the the National Democratic Party. You had Barack Obama, Joe Biden, Joe Manchin pushing gun control, and they just got annihilated. Oh, yeah. I mean, this this whole idea of moderate pro-gun Democrats, you know, the the Democratic Party is, is basically going to force themselves to be a, a, a coastal party. But that isn't to say that the Republicans are are, you know, are completely scot free here. Um you know, Speaker Schexnader and, and Senate President Cortez, they admitted that they were not whipping on this vote. Well, that's not our style. 
they uh, as, as one of the ways that Shaq Snader said it, which yeah. is absolute nonsense. Yeah. Um, if there was a bill that they wanted, they would have gotten it through. Oh, yeah. Um, we've seen that time again where, well, we just want people to vote their conscience. And, and maybe they feigned, in a, in a, you know, feigned uh, working to get the votes. But, you know, at the end of the day, you want something done, leadership finds a way to get it done. You bet. Yeah. So uh, what are the future plans for Louisiana going forward after this uh, failure? <laughs> so yeah, so uh, we're working on, on some fun program right now. Um, there's uh, certain senators and representatives are going to be hearing from their constituents. We're getting ready uh, to drop a little mail on them uh, to let, uh, let, let our members know and their constituents know what, what they did. Um, and we're going to work on some more program rolling out, you know, email, social media, you know, just really getting the word out that, uh, that these people changed their votes and the betrayed gun owners. And, you know, we'll see what happens in 2022. Uh, we've seen it before where we make it real sting, really sting in a state after they kill constitutional carry. And then all of a sudden like, Oh wait, maybe we shouldn't have done that. Let's give them what they want and, and they'll go away. And that's all we want. Yeah. Just pass our bill. And the pain goes away. Yeah. But until then, we are duty bound to our members, to our donors, that we are gonna we're gonna fight like mad to get it done, um, and and use the tactics that we know are effective to get the grassroots involved to get these bills passed and, and signed into law. Right. Yeah. And and I think I think that's a good message that we need to send to the politicians in Louisiana. We're not gonna go away <laughs> until we get what we want. Yeah. We're gonna be here year after yeah. year after year until we get what yeah. we want. Hell yeah. I mean. If I had a dollar for every time they killed constitutional carry and we literally tell them <laughs> we will stop blowing up your districts if you just give us our bill, I, you know, it's it just mind numbing at how just take the easy path. Yeah, sometimes, right. okay. you know? <laughs> yeah, but it's it's easy to get discouraged ending on a, a loss like this. But 2021 has been a banner year for constitutional carry. And that's in large part to yeah. you and your team working in states all across the country and. It's exciting to see the work that you guys have done just kicking ass. So we want to say congratulations on bringing so many new constitutional carry states to the union this year. No, I, I appreciate that. And we've we've got a very good good team that, that made this all happen and God blessed our efforts. So thankful thankful to him for that too. Um, you know, it's just I Yeah. I mean we've we've five constitutional carry states in a year. You know, we were talking on a call the other day it's hard to be upset with what happened in Louisiana. I mean, we got it as far as we could, yeah. um, you know, before, before hitting, hitting resistance. So, you know, 2022 is just around the corner. We've got a handful of States that, uh, you know, we, we've got, we've got chances in. Um, and then we look at that next crop that's around the corner. If 2022 election cycles go well, man, we could, we could be over half the nation uh, in the next couple of election cycles. I like the sound of that, but um we appreciate you coming on the show today and talking to our members about Louisiana, and we appreciate the work you do, and we want you to get back to it and make some more constitutional carry, please. I will do, sir. Right. Thank you, gentlemen. You Thank you. Well, that does it for the show today. We appreciate Brendan Boudreaux for joining us. And we thank all of you for tuning in. We invite you to help the show grow and help support the National Association for Gun Rights. Tyler, why don't you tell them how to do that? Yeah, just go visit the description down below. There's a ton of links in there. It takes two seconds to get through all of them. Mm -hmm. You know, you can support the show. You can support the National Association for Gun Rights. You can support the National Foundation for Gun Rights. And as well as become an FLD member and get yourself a free flag. Woo. 
So free flags, free oh, stickers free if you stickers. go below, and a free T-shirt if you get our question right. So comment, click everything, like, share, and subscribe. You yeah. awesome. All right, see ya. See ya.